Welcome to I Am Ready, a podcast where we have tough and meaningful conversations based on the real-life experiences we're all going through, where women everywhere are reminded how magnetic and special they are, even when they doubt it, where we can all feel safe, heard, and understood as we explore the ups and downs of life. Here, we will learn, grow, and become our ideal selves together. So if you're ready to be poured into, reminded how powerful you are, and given that nudge to step into your boldness, then you've come to the right place. You ready? Let's do this. Hello again, and welcome back to I Am Ready, everybody. I am really having a lot of fun recording these episodes. It is something that I think I instinctively knew would be really like fulfilling and rewarding for me, but didn't realize how much fun I would have along the way. So I'm really enjoying taking on like this new project and adventure. And I hope that you guys are enjoying some of these early conversations and these early episodes today. I am wanting to talk about friendships, adult friendships. I can obviously only really speak to like female adult relationships being on myself, Um, but it's just something that's been a challenge for me. It's been triggering for me. I think I mentioned it in episode, should have looked the episode about emotional energy, I think I used an example of how kind of a social situation really sparked like an emotional wave in me. And it's just something that I, when I talk with women and different, you know, conversations can bring this up, it seems like there's a pretty common thread or there's like some factors that make adult friendships interesting and different and tricky and all the things. So I have no like real notes and outline, to be honest. I really wanted today to just like be organic and come from me about like my own experiences and then weaving in, you know, things I've talked with clients about or had other conversations with friends or on social media just about this and see what comes and and hope that it resonates with anyone listening. So disclaimer is that I identify as an extrovert. It truly lights me up and like fills me with energy to be around people. I really enjoy it. I do fine. I mean, I don't need like crazy huge crowds. I'm not like a, uh, you know, huge outing junkie or anything like, but going to things like professional sporting events or concerts or state fairs or things like that, like is not an overwhelming experience for me. I can be patient and wait at line. I'll do great at Disneyland when we take the boys one day, you know, that kind of thing. Like I just soak it up. And even small things that to someone who maybe doesn't identify as extroverted may seem sort of silly or weird or just a foreign language is even just things like working at a coffee shop or out in the community, a restaurant, whatever, somewhere is 
really nice for me to just know that I'm around people. I'm out of the house. Um, there's always the potential to meet someone new or like strike up a random conversation or that sort of thing. Like even small things like that, where I have no intentions to meet anyone else, would do anything with anyone else, but just being around people is also really nice and refreshing for me. I don't think I realized, I just don't think it was something that was on my radar to really realize how extroverted I was until like the gradual transition to becoming a parent for me, right? It gets a little trickier to coordinate schedules when you're scheduling with another family who maybe has different sleep schedules or um, they're involved with different other activities and, you know, that kind of a thing. I don't think, and, and then entering, you know, the land of the virus that no one wants to talk about anymore because we're sick of talking about it, right? But then our family really chose to to isolate and stay home and very lonely, very like, oh, you guys, that was really, really tough on me. Like draining, heavy, lonely. I filled with anxiety, but like it, that was really hard for me to be separated and not have those social connections and human interactions on a daily basis. I really struggled. So if some good came out of that time, it was just reminding me that this is something that is important to me, my social life. And while it looks different and it can be a bit trickier to like navigate and organize and coordinate and all the things, it's important enough to me that I need to make it happen in my life. So I guess this is some of like what I want to, to say again, because it's um, been a theme in conversations that I've had with people is for me, friendships, time with people, having things on the calendar to get out of the house, to look forward to, to have new experiences, to give our kids memories and like experiences and new places and things like that is I like can't get enough of it. Sometimes I wonder if that's because we chose to kind of isolate and deprive ourselves to some extent, right? Like that's how we chose to handle uh, the last few years, but also just like how life has transitioned and what, you know, again, all the things I just said about having a family just makes this part a little more trickier or you really have to work to prioritize it. And when I haven't, I really see how much it impacts me. So I don't know if it's because of like the deprivation that I like crave it so much right now, or if it's just innately who I am and I haven't been prioritizing it enough that I'm just really realizing like, this is very life-giving to me and it matters and I have to make it a priority because no one's gonna do it for me. So, you know, like, for me, an ideal weekend would be one social outing that I could do with friends, just me, or a date with my husband and I doing something, whatever, or, and then like the other day on a weekend being a family event and outing, like I would really love in, in my ideal world and something that I'm working to create is having connection and socialization by myself 
and as a family and would love for it to be every day, every, every day, you know, on a weekend where, when it's easier. And I say this and then immediately like why I just pause is because it's like, I know there are weekends where I'm like, I don't really want to do anything. I don't want to get ready. I want to be in my like comfy clothes laying around the house with no plans and no itinerary. So this isn't like a forever and everything. However, I think that the loneliness, the isolation and the lack of community can really impact us all to different degrees, but especially those of us that are extroverted. And sometimes I get really self-conscious to be totally transparent, really self-conscious that I can't get enough social interaction that that makes me look desperate and needy. And it makes me, it could come across like kind of a clingy friend in some ways. And I feel self-conscious about that. And again, like whatever the factors, like I often question like, is my desire for friendship and connection and socialization so much greater than like the people around me right now? Like, is it really out of proportion? Do I crave it and desire it more than other people? Um, or is this like insecurity, just something that I'm struggling with to like have a better relationship with myself and rely less on other people to fill my cup. And it's a fine line. It is a fine line because I can get really distracted and busy and let's talk about everyone else and do everything else. And sometimes use that as a way to ignore what might be going on for me. And yet like it really is just life-giving. I, I don't remember the last time that I was in some sort of social situation by myself, with my family, with my husband and just adults, whatever, that I didn't walk away feeling like amazing. And what I hear from like clients and other people on social media is just like, how much connection matters. And so maybe this, this episode really shouldn't be about friendships, um, but it should be about connection and the importance of connection. And I think it was, I think there was a couple different podcast episodes. I'll try to find them in, and link them in the show notes that talked about like community and connection and like really like the crucial, the crucialness. I don't think that's the word but how crucial that is to our general well-being, our overall mental health, our sense of um, belonging, our safety, like all these things. I think Shana Van Bogart had an episode, I believe in her second season that kind of talked about this, like the importance and like the survival, like it's a core survival need to belong and have a community, right? If we think back to like hunter-gatherer days, like you needed to have a group of people to survive. And so when we don't feel like we have a sense of belonging or a community that can literally still feel like a fight or flight freeze, you know, all of that like response to us, right? I also think that uh, Glennon Doyle's We Can Do Hard Things podcast, I think someone came in and talked about some research that is being done, especially post years we don't want to speak about anymore, about the importance of community truly to like our well-being. So again, I'll try to link those, but it just brought, it like was kind of reassuring and validating that like, I don't have to feel ashamed or embarrassed 
that I really love being a social person. I love being around people, being in the same four walls, you know, around minimal people is just a very like draining and like sad and heavy experience. Like there is stuff still in our biology, like human beings, we are a relational population. Like we are meant to be in relation and connection and community with people. Now, everyone needs that to different degrees, but that looks like for everybody can be very individual, but it's important, right? Like we are not meant to live in isolation. And, and for those of us, and, and maybe some of you listening can really identify with this, if you, especially if you identify as more of an extrovert, right? And I just hear a lot of women speaking about like a couple things. One, the difficulty, especially when you have a family, and, and this isn't to exclude anybody that doesn't have a family, just an added element that makes it trickier is to find the time to make it happen and get like everybody on the same schedule on the same page and travel to one another, right? I think we also need to acknowledge why adult friendship can be tricky is a lot of us, or I, I think overall, gen generationally, less and less of us live in the communities that we grew up in. It is a lot more common that we move away from home than it was for our parents per se, or our grandparents, definitely, right? You, you, you didn't move across the country. You didn't move multiple times, you know? So for a lot of us, that built-in community or what we had earlier in our life, we have to kind of start over because a lot of us are moving away. And that's hard. It can feel really tricky to even like, how do I make friends as an adult? Where do I make friends? You know, that is something that I hear from a lot of people is, especially if you've moved or it's not in a community that you've really been a part of, if you don't have an innate built-in community from an earlier stage of life, and then you're in that like in between where like, you know, your kids aren't old enough or you're not in routine activities where you're starting to see the same parents and the same faces and the same families and establishing like your kids are establishing friendships that, you know, are crossing over where maybe your families interact more. Like when there's that gap period, it's a really tricky time to like, where and how do I make friends? And then feeling awkward or worrying that you're a burden or just self-conscious about trying to like, oh, you know, you meet, you meet another a fellow mom or a parent or just another adult somewhere. And it feels awkward and clunky to be like, Hey, we should hang out. And, or we say that like, Oh, it really nice getting to know you. We should, we should, you know, keep doing this or we should hang out whatever when something ends and then no one initiates it. Right. It falls flat. And so that is like a real genuine struggle that a lot of people have. They're afraid of looking silly. They're afraid to put themselves out there. They don't know how to do it. Like it literally feels like a skill that they don't remember or don't know how to do about like how to make friends. Um, they worry about how they're gonna be perceived if they really like pursue a friendship or tell somebody like, wow, I really like you and enjoy you and, and would like to spend more time together. That can feel like kind of a vulnerable thing to put yourself out there and wonder if it's gonna be reciprocated. Um, and it's, it's just a very tricky thing. And again, I think the more that we just acknowledge and, and normalize it, it helps take away all that self-consciousness because the isolation, not just like physically, but like staying in your head and isolating all the like worried thoughts or the loneliness or the, the fear of putting yourself out there 
when we, when we keep that all inside and we don't talk about it and acknowledge it, that does then physically isolate us more from people because then I won't put myself out there. I won't try to make a new friend. I won't ask, you know, my son's friend's mom, if we should have a play date or whatever, right? Like we, by keeping the fears and the struggles and the insecurities just to ourselves ultimately influences a physical isolation, which gets us away from the ultimate goal that if we're really seeing the benefits of community and connection and socialization, we want to be putting ourselves out there, right? In some way and making these connections and trying. Um, so for anyone that is in this stage of life, I feel like our family is a bit in that gap phase. Um, and, and I'll share a little bit about our, our kind of dynamics or where our family's at right now. And maybe again, some of how this impacts me personally then is, so we live in the community where my husband was born and raised. Um, he was involved in a lot of different things and, and, you know, had his friend circles. He's maintained a very close group of friends from college. However, none of them live by us. So that has been really, you know, sad, to be honest, like we really enjoy the couples, the, the husbands and the wives and the couples in that kind of group. And, and we just don't live the closest one is like two hours away. And so that's hard, right? He is more introverted. He really, uh, he feels more rejuvenated when he gets quiet alone time. And so we're very different in that way. And we don't have the same need. So that's just been something in our marriage of like me requesting, like getting out of the house again, doing things different out of our routines. Um, but then also giving him the space to make time for himself and have the quiet and the whatever. Our sons are seven and four. And so our older son is starting to have some familiar faces in his classes now. He's kind of settling into, for now, a couple activities that he really likes to do. And so we're starting to make some friends through like the parents and families and, you know, trying to get together and invite one another to do things. And so I feel like we're starting to make some headway there. Um, for me, I'm not from here. So I still have really struggled to feel like I have my own community. I've worked with some really incredible people in the couple jobs that I've had since I moved here like a decade ago. So this is a decade, you guys, that I have lived in this community and still feel like I don't have as strong of a social life and community as I desire. A decade. Sometimes that blows my mind. Um, so I mean, it, it, and that doesn't mean that I haven't had wonderful people in my world and that I haven't had a social life. It's just hasn't felt like a strong consistent, right? When I work in one setting, it's easy to have like your coworkers to go to lunch or to maybe get together with outside of work and whatever. And then I don't, you're not at that job anymore. And so same thing, you have to make the effort and make it a priority to get together and that can wax and wane. Um, we've made some really great friends through some kids activities and things like that. And, and feel like I do have a couple really great, you know, female friends. Some of it is we are entering the stage of literally like kids activities or all these different days, or, you know, just trying to juggle schedules and make it happen. And so where I'm at that stage where I'm like, I could have something all the time. That's not realistic. And it's not because people don't like me or I am a nuisance or, or all the things it is 
Like that's what my brain wants to tell me, right? It is just sometimes a logistical practicality kind of a thing. My younger son is four and since half of his life, we have been more isolated and not getting him out and about in the community. He's a little bit um, socially anxious and shy. He acclimates pretty quick, but sometimes just like the getting there and the doing things is pretty tricky for him. So we haven't made the same parent connections. And he's been in a couple different settings and environments for like uh, daycare or schools or preschools or things. And so we just haven't extended, you know, he'll talk about his little friends at these settings, but we haven't really built family relationships or consistent friendships yet. And, and that's just, he's, he's too young and that's okay. So that's just kind of where our family is at, where some of it is me just not being from here and not having those like longer term relationships, my husband being a bit more introverted and not craving them as much as I do. And then just the stage of life that our boys are at, um, and, and trying to navigate it all, right? I think the other thing about like community and connection, so some of it is logistics. Some of it is putting ourselves out there. Some of it is really realizing the importance of it, even if you more are on like the more introverted side of the spectrum. I also think that there's a piece where so many women talk about wanting to do this more. All right, we get our calendars together. We can't get together for two freaking months or something like that, something stupid, but we get a date on the calendar and then we like feel guilty that we shouldn't, that it's selfish. Go listen to the last episode with uh, Colleen, right? That it's selfish, um, that I should want to be with my family and do things with my family more than I want to go whatever, by myself. And I just feel like there's a lot of uh, messaging that we receive as women and moms that there is something wrong or bad with wanting to still maintain like an identity as an individual and have a life that isn't centered around your marriage and your family. And I just don't think that this needs to be an either or discussion that either I'm so selfish and I take so much time for myself that it's just harming everyone else and how dare I, or I need to be only giving to my family and my marriage and, and that's it, you know, um, and feel good about it the whole time. It's, it's not an either or. Being an extroverted person myself and really enjoying, I enjoy when I get to be off duty. And, and I'm just done feeling bad about that. Like I really crave and look forward to when I'm just off duty. So I don't have to interject in the middle of a fight between my kids. I don't have to plan snacks and meals and white butts. I don't have to get everything ready for a backpack in the day. And like, I enjoy when I get to be off because so often my experience of being a parent just feels like I'm on 24 seven. And so, um, that can be overwhelming for me. So I really look forward to, you know, the night away to go grab dinner with a girlfriend where I'm not in charge at dinner and bedtime. And, and, you know, I had a girl's weekend this winter with that group that I had mentioned earlier. And it was just so nice, you know, to do things. We went cross-country skiing where Right now, the stage that our family is at, that's just not something that we would do on the regular. So I had to try something new and you know, get a good workout and try something new. And, and I saw a new part of the state I'd never been to. 
we sat in the hot tub a couple times. We played games and laughed, you know, so much. Like it was just so life-giving that I don't have to feel bad and sorry that that felt so rejuvenating and it didn't have to take from my kids and family in my marriage. It doesn't mean that I don't love them unconditionally. It wouldn't, you know, be there in a heartbeat if anything came up. It just means that I also enjoy this and this is life-giving and soul-giving in a different way and that's okay. So I don't know if anyone listening to this as a woman or a mom has often that we talk about mom guilt, you know, is something that's said, but just has these stories that have been told to you, things that you've just vicariously learned along the way, things you were taught directly from like your family. If it's a pressure you feel within your, you know, marriage, your family, your community, I don't know. But just this idea that it is bad or wrong to want to have a life outside of your family. And it's just flat out false. It's flat out false. And as an, you still are an individual, you are, you are a person on your own that exists in this family unit and your needs and wants and desires. And if that, however much that includes friendship and connection and community is just as important as anything else, you know? Um, so if that's, if that's you, I think that'll be a, a longer topic for another day. Uh, just know that the programming, that the conditioning around that is real. It gets reinforced. There are people out there that can do a lot of like mom shaming, how we're taught that selfish is bad. And to certain degrees, sure. I mean, selfish can obviously tip the scales and, and go in a way that really is um, neglecting or harming other people, but that isn't the majority of us. So having that mom guilt, um, having a hard time like relaxing and getting away, having a hard time admitting that like you enjoy time alone uh, and you don't always want to be on or around your family, I think it's just something that will continue to evolve as we have discussions just like these, you know? Um, so I guess, I don't really know if there's any other point to this. And like I said, today wasn't one to give tips or tricks. Today wasn't one to like necessarily educate on anything specific related to mental health. I think it was just to try to have a very human and hopefully relatable conversation about community connection and a social life and being willing to be transparent to say that, you know, I myself am someone that really craves it and, and feels like I could never get enough of it. And, and because of that, it can make me, it can bring about, you know, different fears and insecurities. Um, and it's also something that I have to prioritize because no one's going to do it for me. Right. So it, it is important. Community and connection really is vital to like the core of us. And if you are someone who finds yourself in a season of life or a stage of life where it is lacking and you're missing it and you're desiring it, I just really encourage you to one, whoever your safe, trusted people are in your world, talk about it. Just like I am here today, talk about it with your people, get it out in the open, acknowledge, like, I don't feel like I have many friends. I am with my family so much and I, I, I need a break. I, I want to get back to figuring out what I like just as a person, right? Um, I think I've shared throughout my social media that in my work as a counselor, like in the clinics and other parts of my life, like one of the questions that people 
that we, we would have to ask and that people would struggle the most with was like, what do you like to do? That we can just enter a stage of life where I'm not prioritizing myself as an individual. I'm not finding community and connection in a social life that I don't even know what I would say as a hobby anymore. I don't even know what I do for fun because I'm, it just got deprioritized and fair, fine, right? Having young babies and things like that, some things got to go down on the priority list for a little bit, but then we got to bring them back up because this matters. And enough women are going through it. There's enough people out there that are willing to like say like, gosh, yeah, I don't, don't feel like I have very many friends. I really miss having a social life. Um, I really do crave alone time and just kind of being out carefree and off duty. Um, I really appreciate having real and raw conversations with other women to know that I'm not so alone in whatever I might be going through. And we just got to start to talk about all of that more, you know? I will also say that if anything about this episode resonated with you as far as the, you know, being new to a community or trying to discover what you enjoy or putting yourself out there, I really encourage you to try. It might look fumbly. You might feel awkward. Um, it might be really easy to talk yourself out of trying to put, you know, introduce yourself to somebody new or go try a new activity in your community or something like that. And even as uncomfortable or clumsy as you might feel doing it, it is a very key way to get through those fears and insecurities to meet the people and to make the connections that you desire, right? Like, again, no one is going to come and be like, hey, you have not had like a girl's night in months. I think you should go. Very rare that that's going to happen. So it, it comes to us to just be real with ourselves to say like, this is what I desire when it comes to community and connection. This is what really feels good. Or I'm going to go try to explore some new things to find like what I need or what feels good or what are some things that really bring me joy with other people. And I need to go like explore a little bit and figure out what that looks like. So then you can make it something that is a more routine part of your life. So maybe you want to go take a cooking or a baking class, or maybe you want to try like yoga or spin or something, you know, that you haven't done before, or maybe you are going to go to a mom's group meetup or something that you saw on your local Facebook site. I don't know. Right. I volunteered at uh, a book fair and just to like, try to get a little more involved in my son's school and to put myself out there to meet some new people. Like nothing really came of it, but I did it, I figured it out. I got through it and I did meet some new people. It hasn't transpired into like hanging out or spending more time after, but it was, it was okay. And uh, that kind of a thing, right? Like just being willing to put yourself in places and situations to find yourself again, find fun again, and increase the chances of building those communities and connections that you desire because staying at home focused on how sad or lonely or how much you miss your friends or how much you wish you had more of a social life won't get you anywhere, you know? So this becomes one of those things is as I'm new to the podcast world, where I'm like, I don't even know if any of this made sense. I don't know if people are going to see it as valuable because I didn't necessarily give, you know, crazy, strong, like again, information, tips or tricks, but 
I had shared in my trailer episode that part of this podcast is me just honoring me and being more real and transparent and using my voice because that is something that feels good for me. And so maybe this becomes one of those episodes that is a bit more like cathartic and me being selfish because it's talking about something that matters to me and I can struggle with and I'm actively like working on. But in the process of doing that and being honest and sharing my story and talking about, you know, hard things or my experience with things, I hope it uh, lands and resonates with somebody out there listening. So community and connection is important. You and your social life, whatever that means or looks like matters. And you are deserving of having time for just you. And that's all I got today, I think. So if there's ever anything more on a topic, like you hear this and like, yeah, talk more about that, right? And it sparks something, please reach out and send me ideas. If um, you ever have like, okay, yep, I've done this, but now what do I do, right? If there's ways that I can expand on an episode, please reach out on Instagram or my email, all that's listed in um, the show notes and stuff on uh, my podcast. But you guys matter. I love people. And I hope we all like have something on our calendars in the near future that brings us community and connection and, and, and a source of fun and socialization. So until next time, thank you guys for being here. Talk to you again soon. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here and listen to this episode. I know your days are full and there are a million ways that you could be spending your precious time. So just know that you choosing to be here with me doesn't go unnoticed. If you don't want to miss another chance to prioritize yourself and refuel that cup, then hit the subscribe button now so you don't miss a thing. The best way to spread these messages is to share, rate, and review these episodes. I want this podcast to support and nourish you through whatever you're going through in life. Please reach out to me on Instagram at any time at Megan M. Colsing. I'd love to hear from you because my mission is to help support and guide you to that magical and fulfilling life that you deserve. And in case nobody's told you yet today, you matter and you're doing a great job. See you next week.